Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today I'm going to be chatting about taking your podcast and doing something more than just having an interview for your content. While this is ostensibly for business podcasters, my clients are business podcasters, I launch podcasts, I think any podcaster will get some good use out of this. Do I hate interviews is a common question I get asked because I try not to do them a lot. No, I don't hate interviews, but I do hate the fact that interviews for many people have become synonymous with podcasting. They wish to have a podcast, therefore they need to do interviews with people. Well, I will grant you that a lot of podcasts are interview-based, much like a lot of radio is interview-based, but there's so much more out there. I mean, it's really an audio medium, and you can really do anything that you want to with it, especially if you're a business podcaster. There's lots of aspects of your business that you can, I guess, amplify by utilizing a podcast that doesn't necessarily assume that you have to do interviews all the time. Now, there's nothing wrong with interviews. If you want to do them, that's fine. But And it's a great gateway drug, I think, into podcasting. But as you continue forward, I think there are more um, interesting things that you can do. Full disclosure, most of my clients still do podcasts, uh, still do interview-based podcasts, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But a few are going beyond that, and I'll share some of the examples that they're doing today and also give you some ideas of what other businesses have done so that when you're looking to create a podcast and you're looking to find a way to make your podcast different, differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack, then maybe going beyond a podcast interview is a good idea. So here's a couple of ideas. Actually, I've got one, two, three, four, five ideas for you. Five ideas of how you might go beyond the podcast interview. Idea number one which you might wish to do, is think about doing some on-location recording. Now, those on-location recordings might very well be interviews, but they're probably going to be more conversations from other people that you do. Specifically, I'm thinking about doing like a trade show or an event or a, a, a conference, you know, like podcast movement happening right now at the time I'm recording this podcast movement uh, 2018 is happening in Philadelphia uh, if you go to a conference, take your recording gear with you. Take your microphones, take your little portable recorder, and capture either some sounds from the event, some of the discussion that's taking place, what the floor of the trade room sounds like, or just get impressions from other people. I, I don't mean like the comedian-style impressions. Get the conversations, get other people's opinions on audio of what they think of the show or their certain product or something else that's happening. 
people who go to these conferences, these workshops, these conventions, these trade shows, love talking about themselves and love talking about the industry that they're in. I'm assuming that if you're at this conference, you're in the same industry. So you've got a wealth of people right there who are willing to talk. Just go capture the content for now. And then you can come back later once you've captured all of that content. Listen to it all. This, by the way, is hard. Capture it, listen to it all, and assemble it into a nice show that summarizes what's happening. It's really a great way to do things. So on-location recording is wonderful. Now, there have been many businesses who have decided to jump into the fiction realm. You, you might remember GE's The Message, which came out mm, four or five years ago. And a whole list of other podcasts, or a lot of companies that are now investing in creating fictional shows that are only peripherally about their product and service that are just more entertaining for the general audience. And a handful of them will jump, become uh, customers or be more interested in, in the underlying technologies. At least that was the case in GE's The Message. And another podcast, which is coming out very, very soon by a company with a three-letter acronym that I can't talk about right now because... I'm helping them, and I'm so excited about it, and I can't wait to get this podcast launched out there, but it's totally fiction. It's about it's from a big, big, big uh, technology company, but it's a fiction podcast, and it sounds awesome. You need to care nothing about the technology to enjoy the show, but if you do care about the underlying technology, if you are their target audience, then they've got some other uh, transmedia happening, which will allow you to drape into that, so it's great. So even think about fiction. If you've got a big, big, big budget, and you want to do something to really make a splash, fiction. Huge demand right now for podcast fiction is going on. Idea number three, how about in a takeover? And a takeover, for those of you who are familiar with that in the social media world, could work very similar in the podcasting space. But what I suggest that you do is let your employees do a takeover. Have your employees do an episode. What's it like in their job? Have some of your customers do the takeover. What is it like utilizing your product, your service, whatever, in the real world. What can they bring to it? Turn over control completely. Kind of crazy. Going back to an idea that we had some 15 years ago, this no control PR, which would happen with social media. But embrace that. Lean into it and let others take over your, your show. Of course, you're not letting them publish. <laughs> they're recording content. They're creating content. They're giving it back to you, and then you can then assemble it to go out. That's a nice way for people to get a different view of your perspective that's not just you talking to some other customer somewhere. Um, idea number four, how about coaching calls? Or some sort of real life thing that's happened that you're doing with your customers, with your colleagues, with your employees every single day. Just grab that content. You might want to get permission. No, in fact, you definitely want to get permission. But I do have a, a client right now who will be releasing some of that. They, well, I'm not going to talk about the, the business that they're in because it doesn't really matter, but um, they, they do coaching for others in the same industry. And they have these hour-long calls, which they record, which is them and whoever is having the coaching session with them. They've got permission ahead of time. They give the files to me, uh, and we edit it down to relevant, inf interesting stuff. So it's not just an hour of, so what do you want to talk about today? Well, I had this problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> we get rid of all of that stuff. There's nothing that's uh, too deeply um, personal. We're not getting into P&L statements or anything crazy like that. But this showcases the business that they are in. It showcases the expertise that my clients have by, fe by featuring the conversations they have with their own clients. 
what sorts of content are you doing with your clients that showcase your products or services that you could then turn around and repurpose. I will end with a, another idea like that, repurposing content, big fan of repurposing content, and that is your presentations. Now, whether that's an internal presentation, whether that is going to a conference and making a presentation or a keynote speech or something else, maybe if you are a good presenter or if the people in your company are good presenters and are able to make a presentation without PowerPoint, the bane of my existence. Actually, I just hate it because we, we abuse it terribly. But if there is a, if you have people who are in your organization, and maybe it's you, who are interesting enough without the slides behind them, without the bullet points that they read from, none of that crap matters. But if it's a real engaging and amazing presentation, repurpose that. Have them do it in front of a microphone. I wouldn't try and just capture the from the from the conference that they were giving the presentation at, although I suppose if you are hardwired into the board and you get a good quality audio signal, that might work. But just do it on your own. It's also a great way to practice. It's a great way to practice your presentations before you actually give them. And then you can turn that out to the world. Make it part of your podcast. That's five relatively straightforward and simple ways that you can go beyond the interview with your business podcast. If you need help implementing any of these, and I do have a couple of clients right now that are in the process of implementing ideas just like that, which is exciting to me, you can go to podcastlaunch.pro and get more information. If you want to contact me, I'm evo at podcastlaunch.pro. And if you haven't figured it out yet, this is what I do. I launch podcasts, mostly for businesses and professional service providers. But I can help you too if you need to outsource the podcasting part. Thanks again for watching. I'll be back tomorrow in theory with another podcast pontifications. I'll see you guys then. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.